Looking back, I guess that ignorance was a breeze. I thought I knew everything, but I was naive. Didn't understand until the age of 18. Yeah, even then I was blind. 2012, I remember being in need. True, 2015, you were falling. Welcome to the Whole Nine Sports Podcast. My name is Brandon Olson. You can find me on Twitter at wns underscore brandon um my usual co-host dylan is not here and i don't know why i said usual as if anybody's replacing him they're not uh it's just me you can find dylan on twitter at dilly sanders he is uh he's been ruled out with an illness um and so yeah it's just me rolling tonight uh it's gonna be a relatively short episode since you're not gonna have the whole back and forth of me and dylan discussing things um Currently, while I'm recording, it is we're in the fourth quarter of the Patriots Browns game, so not going to be able to cover that one much. Um, but yeah, so just gonna some news real quick. Dylan's dead is the first thing up there. Um, he's not actually dead, but like he might as well. Like he's ded dead. So he's not actually dead, but animated. He's dead, sure. Um, lucky for him though. The Saints are back, uh, Drew Brees is back, and they played pretty dang well today. I get it was the Cardinals, but a 31-9 to win should not be frowned upon against anybody. Um, Brees came back in Brees fashion, played a fantastic game. Latavius Murray went off, as did Michael Thomas. Uh, Taysom Hill now has more receiving touchdowns than Odell Beckham Jr. this year. So that's huge. Uh, he's going to need that $20 million per year dollar contract. Uh, $20 million per year. $20 million uh, dollar per year contract. Yeah, that. I'm sorry. It's been a long day. Um, and the Browns look like phonies right now. Uh, they started off, I think it was their third, fourth, or fifth possession. Two fumbles by Nick Chubb. Or two fumbles lost by Nick Chubb. And the next possession, Baylor Mayfield... Baylor Mayfield, <laughs> Baker Mayfield, Jesus, uh, Baker Mayfield threw an interception on a pitch play, uh, little pop, little shovel pass right in front of him, threw an interception, uh, so they didn't get off to a great start, they were down 17 nothing. they're currently down 27-10 at the time that I'm starting to record this. Um, and Tom Brady just sacked Von Miller. There's six minutes left in the game, so that's where we are. Uh, the 49ers are not fake at all. They uh, they haven't allowed a passing touchdown since so I think it's week three now. They're up 51-13, and they are kneeling the ball out. Um, they're kneeling the game out. Tevin Coleman had four touchdowns today. I'm like, it's only like 15 touches, so that's insane. Um, 13 touches, actually. Four touchdowns, which is just ridiculous. Um, Christian McCaffrey still had a great game, of course. He's going to produce pretty much every game, no matter what. Um, he, although he did struggle, it's good to see him bounce back after the Bucks game two weeks ago, I believe it was, in London. Um, yeah, and for the most part, that's about... That's the majority of the news that we're not going to cover 
or that I'm not going to cover a little later on in the episode. Uh, oh, bears still can't kick. I just want to point that out. I'm going to cover that for a second, but I just want to point that out. Um, yeah, that's, that's pretty much it. The Jets still suck, and Adam Gase is probably getting fired after this season because, yeah, they, they just they don't look good. Sam Darnold has regressed significantly. And at this point, it's not even the question of, oh, he played against the Patriots last week. He had a really tough game. It's the question of, he was really turnover prone in USC. And he's got, I think, 23 turnovers in 17 games the Jets. And aside from the game uh, a few weeks ago against the Cowboys, he's looked really not good this year. He's regressed. Uh, the 2018 quarterback class, for the most part, regressed significantly. Um, Lamar Jackson looked great the first couple weeks. He's slowed down a lot since then. As a passer, he's still great running. He's always going to be great running. Um, Josh Allen's looked hit or miss. Baker Mayfield has not looked good in this new offense. Freddie Kitchens does not look like the higher. Um like that he doesn't look like he should have been the higher um sam darnold has regressed josh rosen isn't playing football right now so he's completely out of the question uh so what was supposed to be a ridiculously talented quarterback class coming into the year um they've disappointed quite a bit um yeah and then so now we just got to cover the pick them uh that was it was pretty pretty hit or miss we had some games that were pretty good some games were really bad so our first game was the browns versus the patriots which that game is still going underway and the browns are on offense right now patriots are currently covering if the score stays the same which we would both win because we said that they would cover at minus 13 uh the second game is The Chargers versus the Bears, which we both chose Chargers at plus four, um, because I believe we both said that the Chargers would win this game, and they did. Uh, Even if they lost this game, they would have covered because they won when Chicago's kicker Eddie Pinheiro, Florida Florida legend, um, (laughs) missed a field goal as time expired. It was like a 41-yard field goal. He missed it wide left. Uh, yeah, that, that sucked for them, but, um, yeah, Chargers won, so we, we covered, we were correct. Uh, Mitch Trubisky still looked very bad. Matt Nagy's not looking great as a coach, even though he just won coach of the year last year. He's not looking great this year. Um, David Montgomery finally broke out. Matt Nagy did say before the game that having, I think it was seven carries last week was unacceptable. And so he came out, really changed that. David Montgomery, 27 carries, 135 yards, and a touchdown. As a team, they had 38 carries. So, yeah, he's uh, he's really stuck to that now that he's going to focus more on running. And they should because they almost won this game, if not for a missed kick, which when you have a defense this good, you should be running the ball a lot more. Um, it should be just keep them keep your defense off the field, let them rest up, then let them just wreak havoc on offenses. Um, Melvin Gordon, eight carries today, 31 yards, a touchdown. He had he did have his longest rush of 19 yards. This is his longest rush of the season so far. Uh, Keenan Allen said that he's, he just tweeted out a little while ago. He said, my, fantasy dudes, my bad. Like, I owe you one. 
um, which is weird because he still had like nine points, which is not bad. It's not great, but it's not bad. Um, so yeah, that pretty much covers that game. Uh, then the third game we have is the Eagles versus the Bills, and the Bills are now five and two because we said that they would cover at their minus two spread over the Eagles, but the Eagles won this game by 18 points. Um, the Bills' defense looked just, they did not, they did not look as good as we expected, or as you have they've shown, as good as they've shown before, uh, before this week. Uh, Josh Allen played, he played a, a good game, I guess, or an okay game, I'll say. Um, yeah, he put up a good chunk of fantasy points. He led the team in rushing, but he, he did not, uh perform well as a passer against a very bad secondary um that's what you get when you take a bunch of just speed receivers and then you're one slot guy and cole beasley and you just hope that they can make a ton of plays for you uh if you're not willing to take the shots downfield then you are not going to capitalize off that because they didn't get a bunch of guys that are catch the ball short and make something happen and then go they got a bunch of guys that are just fast and they're just gonna outrun you deep downfield but they're not using them properly so uh so that's not benefiting them in any way right now and that's something that they're gonna have to fix if they want to truly compete this year uh which a lot of people didn't expect but they really should have because uh this is a good bills team they have some offensive line questions and they lack top talent at receiver but I mean, they run the ball. They take care of the ball. They play good defense. They they've they've got a squad that could uh that could take them some places. Um, yeah, that's all we have for the NFL. And then going into college, we have Texas Tech at Kansas. Uh, Dylan said that Texas Tech would cover. Texas Tech was the favorites. They were the uh, four point favorites. So Texas Tech minus four, and Kansas were the underdogs by four points i said that kansas would i think i said they'd win the game i'm I'm pretty sure i called that they would win this game um and they did uh it was 37 34 kansas they won at home jet duffy the quarterback for texas tech still looked he looked pretty good he looks like a very talented college quarterback uh puka williams didn't have a great game but carter stanley the kansas quarterback uh, senior quarterback who's having a breakout year he uh, he kept it going this this week um stefan robinson and andrew parchment the two top receivers for kansas have just looked amazing really if we're talking about especially for what we expected from kansas this year they are looking a lot better uh less miles is getting this team uh they're they're competing in games now um they almost beat texas if not for a last second field goal um right texas lost to tcu and i'm 100 certain that the almost that the near loss to kansas played a part in it but texas tech or texas has now dropped 11 spots from 15 out of the top 25 and i don't think one loss would do that to you i think a lot of it is also it's not just that they slept on kansas last week and almost lost it's that this texas team is a lot worse than we initially expected and thought of and they've kind of shown that the whole year. They've disappointed a lot. Um, but Kansas looked really good. Les Miles, is he's building something there. Um, and that's really fun to see that Kansas is finally getting back into competing. And every team in the Big 12 has 
Um, they've looked somewhat impressive in their own ways. They've all flashed. And the Big 12, I think, record-wise, currently has the best record in the conference, or has the best conference record combined. Um, now three ranked teams. They had four, but we'll, we'll get to all that. Um, yeah, they have three teams below 500, but one of them is Kansas, who's been horrible for years, and now they're improving. Texas Tech, who has a new coach this year, and so does West Virginia, and both of these teams look like they can compete and that they're building something, so I'm really looking forward to the Big 12 for years to come now. Um, and then the next game we have is in the SEC, Dillon's LSU Tigers versus Auburn <laughs> Tigers. Um, <laughs> uh, we, both said, we both said that LSU would cover at minus 11 and cover they did not. Uh, this game was a lot closer than both Dylan and myself expected. I thought that LSU was going to blow Auburn out of the water. And, uh, you know, at, at halftime it was tied. Auburn scored first to take the lead. And then LSU scored and never relinquished the lead for the remainder of the game. But also Joe Burrow's interception, no idea what he was doing there that was a horrible pass from the get-go um he's still the heisman favorite after this week but uh yeah that one pass was just very questionable um clyde edwards hilaire i insulted him a few weeks ago and he has balled out since then so you're welcome (laughs) um jamar chase one of dylan's loves of his life has uh he had an awesome game. No no touchdowns for him, but he was the leading receiver in both catches and yards for uh, both teams, actually, for the game. Um, Bo Nix looked like the freshman that he is. Um, that's, that's, it's as simple as that. He's played pretty well for a freshman, but he's still a freshman. You go against a top defense like this, you're going to be exposed, and that's what happened to him. He did not look great. Um but luckily the run game was working so they got help the defense really showed up and it's really weird that for a team with an offensive minded coach that's supposed to have a very trickery offense and a very fun offense that he has a defensive team um the defense is what keeps this team in games and uh I even had an article come out yesterday about some coordinators and head coaches that can move on after this year and Kevin Steele, the defensive coordinator at Auburn, is someone that I listed because I think Kevin Steele is a big reason that uh, that Gus Malzahn even has his job right now. And also, while, while I'm talking about that, Steve Ensminger, the offensive coordinator at LSU, is also on that list. And with Joe Burrow's rushing touchdown this week, he actually tied Steve Ensminger for, I think it's sixth on the list of most rushing touchdowns by an LSU quarterback. So that's pretty cool that he just tied his offensive coordinator. Uh, I just thought that was a fun little fact to bring up. Um, (laughs) And then the next game we have is Auburn, uh, Auburn, (laughs) Oregon uh, hosting Washington State. 
and this one was very close. We The spread was Oregon minus 14, and both myself and Dylan said that that was not a spread Oregon was going to be able to cover because Washington State was going to put up these points. And Washington State had the lead uh, literally until the last second, and then Oregon kicked the game-winning field goal. So Oregon won the game 37-35. Washington State was... I mean... They produced and they put up points. They just couldn't hold it off. At the end, it was their defense, of course. That's always what it is with Washington State. Their defense is just always questionable. Um, I do think Max Borgie needs to get more carries. I think he's better rushing the ball than he is running sometimes, and I think that's what was working against Oregon. And if they would have let him just run the ball more, then they would have won. Um CJ Verdell, for the running back for Oregon, had a monster game. Uh both rushing and he was productive in the passing game. Um Yeah, Oregon won, so Oregon they are uh they're going up in the rankings, but I mean if Oregon wins out, they can make it to the college football playoff. And that'd be something that I would love to see because the college football playoff could be made up of 29th of 2020 draft prospects Joe Burrow, Tua Tagovailoa, Justin Herbert, and then 2021 draft prospect Justin Fields, uh, which is really exciting, and I can't wait to see that. Uh, that's what at least what I think it'll wind up being, especially now that Oklahoma is out, so we will not see Jalen Hurts in the postseason this year, uh, which sucks for him because he's a great guy, so it sucks to see that in his senior year, but. This is it's very unlikely that we do see uh that we do see Jalen Hurts in the postseason this year, which yeah again it sucks, but it is what it is. Um and then so the next game is SMU at Houston. And I kinda get a bone to pick with Shane Bichelle after this one because we insulted him um a month and a half ago, very early in the season. And he balled out. And then we complimented him this week, and he didn't cover for us. And I'm very disappointed in him for that. Um, he, he played an okay game. It was it was not great, but it wasn't miserable. Uh, Houston, of course, without Derek King, has just lost so much star power offensively and so much productivity that uh, it's really disappointing because Houston would be ranked right now probably if they had Derek King on the field. But we'll have to wait until next year hopefully, assuming he does not leave for the draft. Um, SMU won by three points. And, yeah, that, uh, man, it's just, they they had they were 14-point favorites. We both thought they were going to cover, and they did not. They were very disappointing. Um, or I'm not going to say very disappointing, but they disappointed me a little bit, and I'm upset about that. Um, which, I mean unrelated but kind of related the american conference now has three teams in the top 25 which is ridiculous uh southern methodist cincinnati and memphis are now all top 25 teams after the latest rankings which is it's insane but it's also really cool at the same time uh yeah that's that's just something that's that's awesome to see um man that's just i i don't i don't get it (laughs) <laughs> that the American is three teams in the top 25. It's just that's that's you love to see it. 
that's what I'll say about that. You love to see it. Um, the next game that we have up is Tulane at Navy. Um, Dylan and I both said plus three and a half. Well, Tulane plus three and a half. Navy was three and a half point favorites. And at one point, this game was 24 nothing Navy. And by the grace of Will Hall, uh, Tulane lost 38-41, so Tulane covered somehow. Uh, yeah, still have no clue how that happened. Haven't gotten to watch this game yesterday, or haven't gotten to watch this game yet, but uh, it's going to be one of the first games I watch this week because I have to see this. Uh, I've always been a big Will Hall fan. He is or he was in the article that I posted yesterday, as was actually Southern Methodist's head coach, Sonny Dykes. Um, yes, Tulane's offensive coordinator, Will Hall, is a guy that I've been shouting out for uh, months now. Love him. Hope he moves on from Tulane to a bigger program, maybe, as a head coach, I'm hoping. Um, but yes, they did cover... Again, haven't watched this game yet, but Navy was up 24 nothing, and I, I need to see how this how this Tulane squad uh, rebounded from that because this is an option defense, uh, option offense. So your defense, uh, they had to finally show up and learn how to defend the option, and I cannot wait to see it. And then the second to last game that I am talking about today is Oklahoma State at Iowa State. Uh, I believe this is the only game in which Dylan and I disagreed on that he won and I lost. Uh, This is a big week of agreement for us, so... We were kind of hand-in-hand hand there, but uh, Iowa State was favored by 10.5 points. Dylan took Oklahoma State. I took Iowa State, and Oklahoma State won the game outright. Spencer Sanders showed up, which I did not think he would do. Um, Iowa State's Brock Purdy threw the ball 62 times, which is just insane. He, did, he threw three picks, one touchdown. But he had 11 pass attempts in the first like nine or 10 minutes of the game. And it's, it was insane that Iowa State came out just throwing like that. I would have expected them to run the ball a ton. Um, that That is not what they did. They did not agree with me and what, I, what they should have done. Uh, and they lost the game. Brock Purdy looked like the true sophomore <laughs> that he is. Uh, this defense... They couldn't stop Tylen Wallace. They literally could not tackle Tylen Wallace. Like there was one play, he caught the ball crossing, trucked or I'd say trucked like two people at the same time, ran up the sideline, stiff armed one dude into the dirt, and then outran everybody else. And that was it was amazing. Uh he he was living up to his like Superman Tylen uh, Twitter handle. And he even posted about it, too. Uh, I forgot what it was, but he, he was calling himself Superman there also. Uh, Chuba Hubbard, a modest game for him. Just 116 yards and a touchdown. Um, less than what we used to because he is a dog, and he has been dogging all year. Spencer Sanders showed up, which is awesome. Um, Yeah, I, I will say that Iowa State, greatly disappointed. I thought they had the good matchup with their defense. Uh, they didn't get any pressure on spencer sanders really uh they spread the ball out well we could say that but that's that doesn't matter when you're losing games um it was overall disappointing and iowa state is no longer ranked because of it um and then we had our game of the week which was 
really we should have gone Auburn LSU if we knew how things were going to play out because Ohio State just stomped Wisconsin into the dirt. Uh, Ohio State won this game 38-7, to and it wasn't close at all. Like, the entire time, I, early on, I'm sorry, it started off very close. And then once Ohio State got going, it was over. Um, yeah, it, it just, Justin Fields didn't, uh, he didn't put up big numbers because it was a poor weather game. Jack Cohn did not put up great numbers either. But the story is Jonathan Taylor got put in a box by Ohio State's defense. And, of course, uh, Ohio State's number one player in the country is Chase Young, the edge rusher on Ohio State. He had four sacks. Four sacks, five total tackles for a loss. Um, He was just a monster. I believe he forced both of the fumbles that Pete Werner recovered to. Uh, and Pete Werner, who I said was going to be the difference maker, so I'm going to take some credit because he at least recovered the fumbles. <laughs> he, didn't, he didn't force him, but he was there to recover the fumbles. Um, yeah, no, this was just once Ohio State started, it was over. Uh, Master Teague the third even had more carry. I think he had more yards than Jonathan Taylor on less carries. Uh so that is uh, that's disappointing for Wisconsin because now that's two losses in a row. And like I said last episode, that they needed to win this game because you slept on Illinois and you lost because of it. And now you cannot make it to the college football playoff as a two-loss team. Um, they did not win out. So I'm going to go ahead and say that Wisconsin has been officially eliminated from the college football playoff. Uh yeah, so that's unfortunate for them. Ohio State is one of the top teams in the nation, and that's not going to change anytime soon. Uh, this game is now over, so I could talk about it a little bit. Um, I watched the first half before, or the first half, and then some of the third quarter before recording. Uh, Ohio State, Ohio State, <laughs> New England Patriots have covered over the Cleveland Browns. Um, the spread was New England minus 13. They won by 14. So they covered by one. And yeah, I discussed already how horrible Cleveland looked to start the game. Um, the Patriots don't look great on offense, but their defense is just so incredible. that it, it, It's ridiculous. It's not fair, really. Um, but this Browns offense is just so anemic right now. No matter who they're playing, it's like Nick Chubb dogs every game he had the two fumbles but after that or even before that he had he was dogging um so yeah nick chubb needs to be just fed this offense needs to become just run heavy because they're not letting their they're not getting their playmakers in positions to make plays they're kind of just they're throwing slants to odell every time but it's rpo slants against the patriots you're gonna get tackled very quickly um I don't know. They they need to figure something out because now you're at a point where you're two and five, and I mean your schedule gets significantly easier. But say you drop two of the next nine, you're you're still finishing then. Uh, <laughs> you're still finishing then seven and nine. 
and or I, no, never mind. That's not how math works. They are two and five. <laughs> so you're finishing nine and seven. Got it. Got that flipped around. Um, yeah, nine and seven. You're not guaranteed to make playoffs. You're not guaranteed to win your division, especially with the Ravens in there. Um, yeah, it gets a lot easier with the Broncos, the Bills, if they are playing like they played uh, today. Steelers, Dolphins, Steelers, Bengals, Cardinals, Ravens once, who you already beat, and the Bengals again. So they have a relatively easy schedule for the remainder of the season. But at this point, you got off to such a rough start that it's like, we don't know, can you even beat these teams? Um, that's, that's the biggest question, probably. Can you beat these teams? And if you make playoffs, are you going to make playoffs and then get beat down out of playoffs? Because at this point, it's a huge question. This team is just... They've been wildly disappointing. They had high hopes coming in. Like they were hyped more than any other team. And they've just embarrassed themselves week after week. So now it now it comes down to first of all, is Freddie Kitchens gonna have a job next year? Uh and can you beat these horrible teams? Because now you have to. Um and that's enough on them. They've just disappointed me the entire season. Uh, at this point, honestly, the Giants are winning the Odell trade, and it's a trade that was horrible for the Giants. But at this point, they're winning it because Freddie Kitchens has done such a poor job at managing this team. Um, and then now we have the stock up, stock down, which I'm here by myself, so I'm just going to do them myself. Uh, the stock up, my first stock up, is Skylar Thompson, the quarterback for Kansas State. Um I've kind of knocked Kansas State for being very conservative. And I thought that's what was going to lose them the game against Oklahoma. But they actually beat number five Oklahoma 48-41. And Skylar Thompson, the quarterback for Kansas State, had four rushing touchdowns. And he's not um, he's not known for being a superstar rusher at, at all by any stretch of the imagination. Um, he had, I believe, three touchdowns going into this game, and he, uh, he produced better than Jalen Hurts. He ran the ball better than Jalen Hurts did, <laughs> and that was, that, that's, it's, inc- it's, inc- it's insane. That's all it is. Uh, he's no Colin Klein with the ball, but he is, he's a much better passer than Colin Klein ever was, but rushing wise, he had a breakout game. Oklahoma kept giving him the space to run, and he kept taking it, and he made them pay time after time after time after time. <laughs> uh, Dalton Schoen, I'm not going to make the comment I made on Twitter because a lot of, not a lot of people, but a few people got anno- not annoyed with it, but they were disappointed that I made the comment. Um, Jalen Hurts still had a fantastic game. Could still be a Heisman uh, c- candidate. He had 395 passing yards there's one point where i think as a team uh oklahoma had like 250 yards and jalen hurts had 215 or 235 of them so he is just carrying this whole offense uh he did have more yards than uh skylar thompson rushing skylar thompson had one more touchdown but uh no i'm still giving it to skylar thompson uh, I think he helped his stock a ton this week. Uh, he played efficient passing and running. He just carved everybody up. 
Um, and then the second stock up is going to the 49ers for the same reason that I said earlier. They haven't allowed a passing touchdown since week three. Uh, Kyle Allen and the Panthers were undefeated with Kyle Allen under center, and they just beat them by 38 points. Tevin Coleman, four touchdowns. Uh, it, it's just, it's insane. Emmanuel Sanders actually had uh, a touchdown. He caught the first touchdown on the opening drive, which is really cool that it's like his first game. He just got traded there this week, and he's already scoring touchdowns for them. Uh, Matt Breda disappointed a bit. He couldn't really find space to get going, which is weird because everybody else could, but just Matt Breda couldn't. Um, yeah, it's 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 awesome to see. Uh, just the 49ers who a lot of people, a lot of 49ers fans hyped them up going into this year, and everybody kind of just wrote them off as 49ers fans being homers. And then the 49ers were undefeated. <laughs> it's just insane. And the top two undefeated teams in the biggest offensive uh i don't even know what to call it. just offense is the focal point of the nfl the top two teams are the patriots and the 49ers and it's because their defense is just insane granted of course 49ers just put up 51 but they also held the panthers to 13 and uh nick bosa was just a monster he dominated three sacks as a as a whole unit they had seven sacks but nick bosa is just killed everybody that he's that's gotten in his way and uh i feel a little bad for having him at number three i think on my top 50 big board but uh you'll find out more about that on i think tuesday i have an article coming out about it um and the third stock up is lsu because joe burrow with oklahoma's loss because wins matter in the heisman it's stats and wins and with oklahoma's loss even though Jalen Hurts played phenomenal, I feel like that might bring him down a little bit because he's not going to get the college football playoff bid either. Um, and then now it's now LSU's number one now. So that's awesome. That's actually why Dylan's not here. LSU got bumped up to number one and he just died. Uh, so that, that's unfortunate for him. Um, they're still working on him. But LSU is the number one team in the nation now, and you got to figure that part of it is because, or at least at least part of it, is because Tua Tagovailoa has been injured, and he he played a little bit yesterday, which uh, was not expected. But um, yeah, no, it's it's awesome to see LSU at number one now because I was so sick of seeing Alabama there, so sick of seeing Clemson there. And even though I'm not an LSU fan by any stretch of the word, it's awesome to see them uh, getting that number one spot that they've deserved for a few weeks now. So that's that's I'm I'm happy for them. Um, and now the part that I'm not so happy about is the stock down section. The top of the Big Twelve is just all of them, or the top four from the Big Twelve. Three of them are stocked down this week. <laughs> So I just bunched them into one at, at top of the Big 12 because Oklahoma, number five team in the nation, lost to unranked Kansas State. Texas, number 15 team in the nation, lost to unranked TCU. Iowa State, number 23 team in the nation, lost to unranked Oklahoma State. So it was chaos week in the Big 12 this week. Um, and they disappointed greatly. But now sitting at the top of the Big 12 is Baylor. Because they're currently undefeated. They were on bye this week, so they were lucky to avoid 
uh, Chaos Week. But now Baylor just, if Baylor wins the remainder of their games, they could, I, I don't think they will be, but I think they could be a college football playoff team because I still think at the top of the top 25, something's going to shake up. Alabama's playing LSU this week. Um, Ohio State could drop some. They get a, they might get a second game uh, with Wisconsin, and it's just at this point, it's it's uh, up in the air, and that's really fun because we don't usually have this wide open of a top twenty five um, or college football playoff hopes this wide open this late in the season, and that's awesome to see. But if the Big 12 wants a chance, I mean, I know Oklahoma is currently ranked higher than uh, Baylor, but I don't know how much longer that's going to hold true because Oklahoma is just barely over Baylor and they play each other in a couple weeks. Baylor has West Virginia next week and then TCU and then Oklahoma. So we're a few weeks out. But we could be seeing game one of two. If Oklahoma only loses to Baylor for the remainder of the year and Texas drops... Actually, Texas doesn't have to drop one more. They have three losses. Um, Yeah, we could see Baylor and Oklahoma twice and that no doubt if one team sweeps that series, that's going to help their college football playoff hopes a ton because it's just strength of schedule victory at that point. Um, so top of the Big 12 is my first stock down. Second stock down is going to Notre Dame because, yikes, uh, Michigan is a very disappointing team, or they have been all year. And Notre Dame lost 45-14 to Michigan. And it was just ugly. It was an ugly game, rainy weather, all that, but Notre Dame had no excuse to lose this game 45-14. You cannot lose that bad to this team. Especially Michigan was just a team that all season was kind of scared to run the ball a ton. And then they came out and they ran it 57 times for over 300 yards. Um, Yeah, Notre Dame, is they, they, they Notre Dame'd it. <laughs> they lost a big game and they got blown out in a big game which is, yeah, about the most Notre Dame thing that you can do. Uh, Ian Book has not been impressive. He, he wasn't impressive last year either, but he continued to not be impressive this week, and I just I don't understand how, uh, how they let Michigan put up 45 on them when Michigan has just been disappointing the entire time, or the entire season. Uh And then the last stock down goes to the Seattle Seahawks, who their defense is why. They won this game, but their defense is why they are their third stock down for me Um, because they got carved up by Lamar Jackson running the ball. This week, they allowed 38-year-old quarterback Matt Schaub to throw for 460 yards on their heads. Um, This defense has been the focal point of the franchise for the past almost decade now, I'm going to say. 
but now they need their offense more than they've ever needed them. This defense has not been able to be relied on all season. And if they don't figure something out, they're going to be the Browns when it comes to big games. They're going to get blown out and they're not going to and they're not going to be able to compete. Um which is just so disappointing. But it happens. Uh they they need to fix it. Pete Carroll needs to turn something around. And they just paid Russell Wilson a lot of money. And they're making him earn every cent of that. They're making him play hero ball week in, week out. Um, so yeah, there's no mailbag this week because Dylan was out and I guess everybody hates me as an individual. So that's fun to see that uh, there are a good chunk of employees that... Uh, employees. There are a good chunk of writers for Whole Nine Sports that listen to this and, num- and uh, yeah, they all hate me. That's great to see. Um, <laughs> Dylan's the likable one, I guess. But, um, so yeah, that's it for me today. Uh, again, you can find me on Twitter at WNS underscore Brandon. You can find Dylan on Twitter at Dilly Sanders. You can find Whole Nine Sports on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, everything at Whole Nine Sports. It's W-H-O-L-E-N-I-N-E Sports. Um, that's the word I can't spell. Um, and yeah, that's it. Like us on any social media. Follow us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, all that. Uh, leave us a review if you would be so kind. Uh, follow us on Spotify. And yeah, interact with us. We are always on Twitter. So thank you and good night.